This NCA podcast is sponsored by Renaissance. More than two-thirds of the nation's Catholic schools have partnered with Renaissance to guide growth for every student with accurate assessments, engaging reading and math practice, and insightful data that improves academic outcomes. Like you, the Renaissance team is looking forward to the virtual convention, NCA 2021. Renaissance is pleased to be a sponsor of the Assessment Literacy Track, which includes a live presentation by Dr. Gene Kurds. His topic, what assessment data reveals about the academic impacts of COVID-19 disruptions. Thank you, Renaissance, and thank you for listening. We are talking with Bishop Jerry Kakanis from the Diocese of Tucson, where he served as bishop for many years. And Bishop, we are very glad that you, jo- you have joined us. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. It's great to be with you and all the people of our Catholic education community. And we have a great community. Um, so we're very glad that you're here to talk with us. And, and Bishop and I, are, we're just going to discuss Catholic education in general. And um, hopefully we'll be able to send um, a, a lot of joyful news about the good things, the great things that are happening in our Catholic schools across the country. So Bishop, well, what's your experience with Catholic education? Did you go to Catholic schools? Were you a pastor with a, a parish that had a Catholic school? Could you tell us about how you know Catholic education? So I grew up in Chicago, and originally my folks uh, uh, sent me to a public school till uh, about uh, sixth grade. And then my mother was beginning to become interested in becoming a Catholic, and she met a priest in our uh, in the church where we were living, and uh, Father Norbert. And so she decided to send me to a Catholic school. And I remember I was terrified going into the sixth grade, not knowing any of the students there. And they were in a spelling bee. And uh, I actually won the spelling bee, which was a good way to start because I made some friends. Uh, But I went to uh, also a Catholic high school, a seminary uh, day school called Quigley. uh, And then I went on to Mundelein. So my experience with Catholic schools was uh, just extremely positive. I remember vividly uh sister fabiola we used to call her fabs uh she was uh, our eighth grade teacher and what a wonderful joy-filled person she uh, got a few of the boys together and was trying to show us how to dance and uh, she failed miserably with me but anyhow we we enjoyed her so so much and she had a huge uh, influence on my life as did my teachers uh both lay and priests who were at uh, the high school seminary where i went um, Father Matt Hoffman, just a marvelous, marvelous priest who took us up to uh, the Quetico National Forest in uh, Ely, Minnesota for our canoe trips. And those were very formative experiences for me uh, in growing up. So I owe a lot to our Catholic educators. Uh, and then I, when I was ordained, uh, I was asked to, uh, after two years, to go to uh, Quigley high school where I served as a teacher in a religious education department. And I must say it was my greatest experience of collaboration and cooperation, uh, really feeling a part of a team. Our religion department was, was made up of some wonderful priests, religious and laity. And we were really uh, a bond together and developed ideas together, developed projects together. It was, it was a beautiful time. And then I became the principal of uh, Quigley, where I served for 10 years. And that too was a a very powerful experience, uh, working with faculty, working with parents, uh, 
uh, and I could see the impact. I mean, some of those students from Quigley uh, still get together. They call, they visit. Uh, it was a very formative experience for them and a very memorable experience. And I think that's what our Catholic schools do best. I think you're right. So I have to ask, I'm going to call her Sister Fabs. Uh, what order was she? She was a, a order of Nazareth, uh, the Sisters of Nazareth, uh, and it was a Polish community. And because uh, our parish uh, was really a Polish parish, even though we were uh, Lebanese. Uh, and I remember when I went to uh, high school, I came home one day and I said to my mother, what are we? There are Irish students, there are Polish students, there's Italian students, what are we? She said, Lebanese, but don't tell anyone, they won't know what it is. <laughs> So there we were. <laughs> That's great. But it's, it's nice going in as a sixth grader and feeling welcomed. Um, that, I think that's part of Catholic schools too. Yeah, really, it was amazing. I was terrified when I first walked into the classroom, but our teacher, Sister Euphrasia, uh, was very welcoming and introduced me. And no, it was, uh, it was a very positive experience. That that's great, and I I didn't realize you had been principal and a principal of Quigley, nonetheless. So that's that's a very impressive resume you have there. Well, thank you. It was a it was a great time. That, that's good. So um, so you have stated a lot of great things about Catholic schools already. So can you tell us why you think Catholic education and Catholic schools are so important to the church, to our nation, to our communities? Well, I'm a tremendous supporter of Catholic schools because I've seen uh, what they can do in the lives of young people and families like in my own family. Um, and I think one of the great experiences of Catholic schools is the sense of community and uh, connection, almost like a family. Uh, I saw that at Quigley uh, when our students really form bonds together that have lasted uh, their whole lives, and many of these men now in their 50s uh, or even 60s, and uh, they still get together, they still communicate with each other, uh, and they still are, de are dear friends, even though they live in many different places. So I think our Catholic schools build a sense of family, build a sense of community. Uh, I think they prepare young people well academically, which is, of course, very important to parents. Uh, I know that our teachers work very hard, especially during this uh, recent pandemic that we've been experiencing. Uh, I marvel at the adaptability of our teachers, our principals, our superintendents here in the Diocese of Tucson. Uh, people made an about face from having in-person classes to doing most of what they were doing online, even though many of them had never done that before. So I think we can be very proud of, of how our Catholic schools have faced the uh, pandemic and uh, work to try as much as possible to have our students uh, in school. I, I could not agree with you more, Bishop. Our teachers, our principals are heroes. They, they met the call, they met the challenge and um, our students benefited greatly for, for their work and how they just pivoted so quickly. It's, um, it, it was pretty amazing. And I think it proved that many of our teachers and principals, they are truly lifelong learners and they absolutely have our children's, our students' interests, um, the, the good of what they need at, at heart. They really do want to do what's best for them. So 
So I, I think that you are exactly right about that. Um, this morning, you and I were very fortunate to be on a call together with um, a group of bishops. And, and they said the same thing, that our, our teachers and principals across the country have really, they just have met the challenge. Um, can you talk about how important teachers are to our schools and to the church and the evangelizing mission of our church? Well, they're absolutely critical. You can have uh, the best programs, you can have the best organization in the world. If you don't have effective people, uh, it's that's not gonna go anywhere. And I think our personnel, our teachers, our support staff, our principals, our superintendents are absolutely critical because they are the ones who deliver uh, Catholic education and make a difference. And I hope they know and they hope they realize how appreciative we are of what they do and what they did, especially during this pandemic. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, when I was bishop here in Tucson, I would always call our uh, principals uh, just before school started, just to thank them for uh, uh, their work and ask them to express to their teachers uh, my appreciation for, for what they do and all that they contribute to the mission of the church. And uh, those calls were always so uh, well received. Um, I think sometimes it's important uh, for us as bishops to uh, be in touch with our principals, encouraging them, supporting them, knowing them by name, uh, and being available to them in any way that uh, they find helpful. Oh, I, I think that's wonderful. And, and I hope other bishops hear this and, and take the opportunity with Catholic Schools Week, perhaps to call a principal or two and just to thank them. It would mean the world to them. So that's a, that's awesome that you did that. And I can believe you probably got very good feedback from that because I can imagine receiving a call from a bishop is would be quite exciting and um, very rewarding for people who work really hard. Yeah, they think you're calling to correct them about something or to uh, <laughs> challenge them about something. But when you say, no, I'm just calling to say thanks and have a great year and please tell your faculty the same, uh, there's a sigh of relief. <laughs> that's true, because most of us do not get calls from bishops on a regular basis. So that's for sure. So we have parents across the country who are thinking, OK, what do we do? Do we keep our children at home and maybe use a hybrid model or an online model? Or do, do we take a risk and send our children to a school we've never um, sent them to before, perhaps a Catholic school, which is pretty much what your, your mother and your father decide to do, that we'll take a chance on this Catholic school. So if you were going to deal with a parent who's making that consideration, what would you tell them? Why would you tell them that Catholic schools are worth it? Well, I think, first of all, I, I would tell them uh, that their responsibility as parents, as the primary teachers of their children is, is important. And they're deliberating on how best to educate their children uh, is exactly what they should be doing. And the contribution I think that, that Catholic schools can make for their child is uh, that they will be provided with a very loving environment. They'll be provided with a uh, sense of fraternity and community uh, and they will have uh, teachers who are very dedicated to the work that they do uh, and committed to draw out the best in their daughter or their son. Uh, I think they can be confident that it's a safe place, uh, a place where their child will be able to flourish uh, and develop their skills. You know, every child is different. Uh, 
and every child needs uh, to be encouraged and supported. And I think uh, this is what uh, our Catholic schools do so well. I, th I think you're right about that. Um, in my past, I have served as a um, as someone who has done a, a many, many, many accreditation visits, probably over a hundred, which is a lot, but I would guess I've done at least that many. And I will tell you that um, I've done them in, in Christian independent schools and Catholic schools and public schools. And I will tell you that many times um, my question, first question always was, you know, what's the favorite part about your school? What do you like best about your school? And it, they would almost always respond in the public school, in the independent schools that we have a really great community. And that's a wonderful answer. About 98% of Catholic schools would say we're like a family. And there is a difference between community and family, nothing wrong with community at all. That's a great answer. But when people say we're like a family, I think that means something different. And I think it's based on our faith and the relationship that we have with our father in heaven and how that relationship is modeled in our schools. Do you think I'm crazy or do you, can you see some of those same things? No, I feel you're right on target because our, our Catholic schools are grounded in faith and grounded in the values that the faith teaches. And I think this is something that can be very reassuring to families uh, that what they value, what they hope for, for their daughter or their son is exactly what the Catholic school is striving to do in partnership with them. And uh, I, I know I, I always enjoyed uh, meeting with parent groups uh, at our various schools here in the diocese and uh, just to hear how deeply grateful they were for what the experience was like that their daughter or son were, were having in the school uh, it was very encouraging and very uh, rewarding. Uh, I think parents are the best proclaimers of what Catholic schools can do uh, by their own experience. Well, I, th I think you're probably right about that. And I think that we probably should be more proactive in asking parents to speak out about um, their Catholic school experiences, because I think for most people, it, it is a very positive one. Um, lots of things happening in Catholic education right now, and we are facing a lot of school closures and declines in enrollment across the country um, because the pandemic has hit many communities very, very hard. So where, where do you see signs of hope for Catholic education? Where do you see um, the flowers sprouting through the earth, even though it's only late January, but where we know that the seed has been planted and it will thrive? Well, a couple of things, uh, Kathy, I know it is a difficult time and many of our schools were struggling before the pandemic and now even more so. Yes. Uh, and I think just our conversation today with the bishops in region 13, to see the commitment of the bishops to their Catholic schools, wanting to make sure that those schools will sustain, they will survive, uh, they will flourish uh, is an important thing because it's important that the leadership of our church value Catholic schools. Uh, and I say that for our priest as well. And sometimes that isn't always their attitude or feeling. They see the Catholic school as perhaps a, a drain on the finances of the parish. Uh, but I think the fact that uh, our bishops are so uh, positive and encouraging about the value of Catholic schools is important. I think another uh, sign of hope uh, is the dedication of our principals and our teachers 
Um, I, I can't tell you how grateful I was as Bishop to see the dedication of our uh, teachers and principals. And I, I visited every school every year, uh, either for mass or just to go into the classrooms or to meet the teachers or uh, to do something that the school wanted done. Uh, and it was always uh, inspiring to me to see the dedication of these people. And, you know, they don't work for the best of salaries for the most part, but uh, there they were totally committed, totally dedicated wanting to do the very best they could for their students. And uh, I think we should be very proud of that. I would agree, Bishop. And um, I've been fortunate to meet with many bishops across the country um, as the interim president of NCA. And I have to tell you that I am so impressed because the bishops that we've met with do care deeply about the schools that are entrusted to their care. They want the best for those students and teachers and principals. And they they really want help and they want to work with everybody in the church to make sure that the schools are supported. Um, it's difficult when you're a bishop and schools are closed. You get a lot of the blame. But um, the men I have been fortunate enough to meet, um, these bishops are very concerned about their schools. And like I said, really do want the best. Yeah, and another thing I think that's a sign of hope is, uh, you know, our Catholic universities are are working very hard uh, to prepare teachers, to prepare principals, uh, to help and assist uh, our schools across the country. And I say that to a National Catholic Education Association, which you're doing a fabulous job, Kathy, as our interim president. Uh, but I know that the NCA and in our, many of our Catholic universities are trying to resource our schools, resource our teachers, resource our principals, so that they can be the very best they can be. Uh, these are challenging times to be educators. Uh, the culture sometimes uh, uh, makes it very difficult to uh, form young people with, with values. And uh, so I think uh, all of these supports that are, exist for our Catholic schools uh, and which our schools draw upon uh, is also a great asset. I, I think I think you're exactly right. And um, I know there are Catholic universities and colleges across the country who are willing to do things to have leadership um, programs, educational programs to help schools, Catholic schools. So so that is great. We um, a few months ago, we had um, um, a president from Marion University, Dan Elsner on in Marion Universities in Indianapolis, and he was talking about that they want to help Catholic schools. That is one of their goals. And, you know, they've set up a leadership program for Catholic school leaders and um, things like that. Notre Dame's ACE program is fantastic. Boston College, Loyola Marymount, Seattle University, just Catholic colleges across the country trying to do the right thing. And it's, we're grateful to be partners with them and we're grateful for all that they do for, for Catholic schools across the country. Um, yeah, don't want to forget Steubenville either because one of um, our team members at NCA went to Steubenville and um, he would be very frustrated with me if I didn't mention Franciscan University. Yeah, he <laughs> and I remember when I was a teacher and, and principal uh, at our school, we had a, a school of about 750 boys and uh, it was uh, always a joy to go to the NCA convention uh, because you met so many people. It was a great networking opportunity. It's a great way to place to share ideas. Uh, and I know this year uh, NCA won't be able to have an in-person 
convention, but uh, it's amazing what's been able to be done through virtual communication. And uh, I, I know uh, this year's convention will be a great one. Well, we're very excited about it. We have a, a lot of great speakers planned and um, it is, and, and we're still, and we have figured out ways to connect people via Zoom so that um, as Kevin Baxter says, you know, so say you're done and you're having an adult beverage in the bar following your long day. To <laughs> I, uh, we, we figured out ways for people to come together and have their adult beverage and talk to each other. And um, so I think that if people will give it a try, they will, they will be amazed at what can be done virtually. And of course, we all cannot wait for a chance when we can come together face to face. But um, right now, for most schools, that wouldn't be possible. So for most teachers, it wouldn't be possible. But, but we do, we are looking forward to New Orleans in 2022 and, and hope to be face to face at that time. Yeah, let's pray. I yes. think people are very anxious to come together personally. I, I do too. And what better place than New Orleans? It, it will be, it will be fantastic. I, th I do think they serve adult beverages in New, York, New Orleans now that I think about it. So it should be fine. Um, but there, there will be reason to celebrate when we are able to join back together. That's for sure. So um, Bishop, what do you think is an area where Catholic schools could work to get better, that we could serve our families better? Is there an area that you think that we, um, we could work on? Well, I think a couple of things. One is, uh, I know it's a challenge to work with children with disabilities and some of our schools do that well and some of our schools uh, don't really have that as uh, something that they're able to manage. Uh, so I think that would be important. I think too that uh, our, our schools need to continue to strive to be excellent academically. Uh, you know, some of our schools maybe don't have the resources that some of the public schools have, but obviously teaching is primarily the relationship between the teacher and the student and trying to make that as effective as possible so that children are uh, getting the very best Catholic education, very best academic education, very best formation in the faith that's possible. Uh, and as we continue to try to resource our teachers, I think that's that's going to be uh, hugely beneficial. I, I think those are two great areas. Um, they're ones that touch my heart a lot, especially disabilities, because um, I think that we could probably work with more children than we do, where we are perfectionists in Catholic education. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes we let our goal of perfection get in the way of our goal of doing good work and um because i do think we could probably work with more students than we're doing now but on the other hand i can tell you bishop there are schools across the country who have made this we are going to make this work and um so the number of students with disabilities is increasing in our catholic schools. so that that's good news for all of us and you're right about academics we, we have to continue to focus on making sure that we're offering the best academics because Parents have a right to expect that their Catholic school will form their child in our faith and give them an excellent academic education, developing all those God-given talents that um, their children have. Um, that's our responsibility. And I think that those two things, I'm trying to get children to heaven. And as we, when I was in Boston said heaven and Harvard, I think that those things are within reach of all of our students that we, um, can do a good job in both areas. They're not mutually exclusive. In fact, I think they support one another. So, 
Yes. So um, is there anything else you would like to say? Our time's almost over. Is there anything else you'd like to say to our teachers, to our principals, to parents about Catholic education that I haven't asked you about that you think it would be worth sharing? Yeah, I would certainly want to say to our teachers, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you are the heart of our Catholic schools. You make our Catholic schools great. Uh, and we can't be appreciative enough of what you do. To parents, I would encourage them to talk to parents whose uh, children are in Catholic schools to learn why they find this important and why it makes uh, a difference in their family. Uh, I think parent to parent talk is, is extremely important. The best way to get your school known is through the uh, uh, communication of the students and parents who are in the school. Um, I know here in Tucson, sometimes at the parishes, we would have uh, uh, one of our students speak at uh, the Sunday mass at the end of the mass and say why Catholic schools matter to them. And always there was a big response uh, from parents who were there wanting to learn more. Uh, so I hope we can continue to do that. And I hope too that our Catholic school community can cooperate more. Sometimes we are uh, very isolated from each other and we don't learn uh, the best practices that are happening in one place or another. Uh, we shouldn't see ourselves in, in dioceses as Catholic schools in competition with one another, but in cooperation and collaboration with one another. And how to do that, I think, uh, is a challenge sometimes because we all want to be the best, but we can be the best the more we work together. I think that's exactly right. Um, competition belongs on the basketball court or the football field, but um, the teachers and principals working together is, is profoundly important. So, um, Bishop, you have been a terrific guest, and I thank you very much for being part of our um, podcast. And I'm very grateful to our listeners too. So um, until the next time, I'm Kathy Mears and thank you for joining our NCA podcast. <laughs>